0: Hello, this is Ryan Fritz with Science of Cardio, delivering the latest and greatest and the pros and cons of exercise science. Fritz here with Science of Cardio talking to you about cold therapy and the benefits of cold showers ice baths and cryotherapy so cold therapy has some great benefits and is really new in the science world and there's a lot of new research that is coming out about the benefits and awesomeness of cold therapy. So a perk to cold therapy is on a physiological level your veins and arteries vasoconstrict which means they get smaller and this is a safety mechanism that your body does to kind of push the blood back to your heart. So the purpose of this is to keep your vital organs healthy and safe and warm. When you get frostbite you get frostbite typically on your nose your fingers your toes your ears we can survive without a finger or toe but um, you know if your heart your lungs your brain gets too cold then you perish so your body does this automatically to protect itself and keep the organism living in survival mode so the greatest benefit to cold therapy is nerve repair and regeneration So there's some cool research that's saying essentially when you get into cold, really cold environments, cold water, cold air, cold therapy, the nerve endings start to repair and regenerate so this might be a use for sustainability longevity or also the fountain of youth if we can repair our nerves maybe we don't have as much damage as we age another great perk with cold therapy is increased in brown fat cells so most people don't know about brown fat or brown fat cells we think of white fat cells and typically most adults do not have brown fat you will find that babies have brown fat to keep themselves warm brown fat metabolizes white fat the science behind the brown fat theory is kind of like a, a bear hibernating for winter if you have this excessive fat your body can metabolize it and use it for energy so babies have excessive brown fat because they uh, need to stay warm doing cold therapy increases this brown fat cells And it is a way that your body can find fuel when it is an extreme challenge with cold temperatures. When you are cold, your body produces heat. That's when the shivering happens when you get into hypothermia. This is called thermogenesis. Okay, This challenge or demand of cold on your body is very exhausting. It's very calorie or caloric demanding, and your body is trying to mechanically Mechanically shiver to make movement to warm up your body and keep itself healthy and safe. There is a lot of energy expenditure when you are cold. So this might be a tactic or technique that you can use to help with body fat composition. So another awesome finding that the science and researchers are learning about is mitochondria biogenesis. So this is kind of the repair, the adaptation, the regeneration of mitochondria. So mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell and this has also helped or shown to improve endurance and that is because of that mitochondrial adaptation so as you challenge your cells your body kind of builds up a resistance or gets better kind of like resistance training if you you know lift weights over time you'll get stronger. Well, same thing if we challenge our cells, they will kind of build up and get better, stronger, or more efficient. So with this mitochondrial adaptation, you see improved immunity and your body gets better at fighting off diseases and illness. There was a neat study that was done on a group of people. There's a gentleman called Wim Hof and he's from the Netherlands. And he has been kind of developing this technique where he does breathing and cold therapy. Um, he's climbed to Everest a couple of times without any uh, shirt on and he doesn't use oxygen. And he does this training technique where he will be outside and he'll hike and run marathons. He'll do cold bath submerges to get his body, his mitochondria, his cells to adapt and get used to kind of this cold, frigid temperatures. And anyways, with this study, they found that he has a awesome immunity towards e coli so they gave him or injected e coli into this gentleman win hoff's body and he didn't get any symptoms didn't have any problems with it so they did a bigger study and they took his disciples or some people practicing his technique And they did a double blind controlled kind of group study and they found that the people that did his cold therapy and breathing techniques did not show any signs or symptoms of E. coli and the people that did not had, you know, illnesses of E. coli. So pretty kind of interesting facts and information that people are experimenting with this cold therapy. So another reason that cold therapy is awesome is epinephrine and norepinephrine epinephrine and norepinephrine are hormones in your body and they get influenced kind of that fight or flight when you get freezing cold your body wants to you know (laughs) go and run and get warm and it's super intense so this epinephrine norepinephrine stimulus affects your hormonal system so it will increase adrenaline and it will kick on hormones to basically keep your body surviving and you know allow it to get to a warmer place Cold therapy has also been researched scientifically and there are claims that it is decreasing and having a benefit to Alzheimer's and dementia and helping with memory loss. So because you are improving the nerve repair and regeneration, this is helping the brain nerves to function better and there's less degeneration that is happening at those nerves in the brain. So some cons with cold therapy the most common one is hypothermia. You know, again, as I said before, the shaking that your body does uncontrollably is a sign that you get into hypothermia. This is your body saying, okay, I need to warm myself up. So it will do that shaking to try to heat up your muscle tissue and heat up your body, or core temperature. So there are also known kind of deaths. These are extreme cases. Uh, I know the military had some guidelines set up after they did a military training exercise with really cold uh, water they were doing training in a river and um, some of the you know special ops soldiers perished after the super cold I think they were in the water for like six hours you know again that's not something the norm person is going to do but you know if your core temperature gets too low you will die you know this typically happens when people are you know being a little unsafe you know winter time they're getting into lakes or rivers there's ice on them they get trapped or stuck underneath the ice so just food for thought i just wanted to bring that out there that there is some danger to this you know obviously if you're you know getting into your shower for cold you're probably not going to die from that but um, you can have you know health safety things involved with cold therapy so i'll get into the types of cold therapy there's a couple different ones so i have played around with all these different versions so the biggest one is cold showers it's easy everybody or most people have access to a shower, and usually they can turn it down. Uh, Well water is usually about 55 degrees coming out. If you're on city water, uh, you might not be able to get quite that cold, but um, that's okay. There was a study done saying anything below 65 degrees is very beneficial to brown fat, mitochondrial repair density, nerve repair, and having these similar effects as cold therapy. So if you're, you know, not in a place where you can Get really cold that's fine Uh, it is a challenge on your body there's significant energy expenditure below kind of that 65 degree mark so another version of cold therapy is an ice bath Uh, you can either take ice and mix it with water put into a bathtub some people are using refrigerators like chest freezers and they're putting water in there and they can control that or they're putting ice in the water in um, like a horse trough a feeding trough something like that Um, i know one person they'll take a like a wine barrel or a whiskey barrel and they'll fill that up with water and then dump ice into it another option or type of cold therapy is called a cryo chamber or cryotherapy this is nitrogen oxide and they basically blow this kind of chemical on you that makes it really, really cold. Um, I think it's like negative 100, 200 degrees. And you get in there for a very short time, you put gloves and socks on. I think you get in there for like a max of three minutes. You usually have to go to a facility to do this uh, so they'll have kind of their safety protocol for you. So some other options, if you don't have access to things or you do have access to a lake, an ocean, a river, um, you can you know hop in some chilled or cold water. That way. Um, I know that I have done barefoot like glacier walks up in Alaska. The water is super cold. It's about 34 degrees. It's just above freezing. Uh, That stings a little bit on your feet. Um, Another exposure to kind of cold therapy is called a cold tub. Uh, When I was in Arizona, I worked at a place called Exos, um, or Athletes Performance. They had a cold tub and a hot tub. The cold tub was set, you know, usually somewhere around 60 degrees, 55, 60 degrees. And uh, there are facilities that have these places. So those are just some different types of cold therapy so recommendations of cold therapy um, I would advise to start out easy you know the best way to get into cold therapy is by doing a cold shower so you can turn your shower down to cold and just kind of sprinkle yourself for 10 to 15 seconds and you can turn it back up and you can go back and forth with cold and hot and then over time you can progress into colder temperatures so another thing with the shower you know if you want to start at you know medium and instead of hot or all the way extreme cold you can do that and kind of work it down or progress that down over time you can basically change the time or length of time that you're in this cold challenge as a progression And you can also play around with the temperature. So obviously in the shower, you can only go so low. Um, Some other options are to move into like a bath situation where you can get more of your body submerged for longer. You can go for longer times. You can put ice into that cold water. You can get a bigger type of feeder trough that you can get cold water up to your shoulder or your neck. You can, again, do the chest freezer where you can fill it up a little bit more challenge and then again you can set a timer you can go longer as you get more adapted to that. So some tips with cold therapy. Cold water seems to do better than nitrogen or the cryo chamber. I am thinking this has to do with an adaptation over thousands or millions of years. Our bodies used to cold, wet rain and cold water. So they're not really 100% sure why that is, but it seems to um, have more of an influence with cold water versus the cryo chamber. Um, I have found that the cryo chamber, thing is really you know fast and quick but it's kind of a pain in the butt to go to a facility you know change your clothes put the gloves on socks um, park uh, just it takes you know close to an hour to do all that so I personally like the cold water versus the cryo chamber. So another tip uh, that can help out is breathing. So again, as I was talking about this guy Wim Hof, he's got the Wim Hof method and he does kind of this hypoxia breathing and uh, they're researching this breathing technique and they're wondering why he is so adapted to cold weather and what is the physiological things that happen on the cells and nerves of the breathing the oxygen levels so basically this breathing helps circulate oxygen to the capillaries on the skin and over time this gets better and we're able to kind of keep ourselves warmer the more that you participate and you get adapted to that cold temperature on your skin they're also researching and learning that this hypoxia breathing numbs the nerve endings so You don't have that pain sensation if you've ever gotten into like a cold ocean and it stings your feet or really cold water this breathing technique basically numbs the nerve ending so your body's kind of uh you know doesn't have that pain sensory so again this can be a little unsafe if you push too long or too hard So those are some physiological things that you want to be aware of and um, some things that you can play and manipulate with. So check out Wim Hof Uh, He's got some great information. There's an app that I use when I'm doing my cold baths uh, with this breathing technique and working on holding your breath after doing different rounds and sets and cycles of this breathing technique. So highly recommend that. Some things that I've noticed is I have seen a kind of weight loss as a result of doing my cold showers, cold dips in the pool, and kind of my ice baths and cold baths. Again, this is from the energy expenditure. There's some research out there that's talking about doing cold therapy before you go to bed. Um, I've played around with this and I've noticed that I've had sometimes trouble going to bed because my epinephrine and adrenaline is going and it's really hard to sleep. The research says that when your core temperature lowers that you sleep better. So you might have to plan some amp time after your cold therapy before you go to bed as an option there's also research that is coming out recently about if you are training or exercising that cold baths cold therapy ice baths is counterproductive if you get in too soon after physical exercise so this decreases the recovery process kind of with the cell physiology I try to do my cold therapy in the morning before I exhaust and fatigue my body through exercise. So this might be a option or a thought that might drive when or the time of day you do cold therapy. So I have noticed that it kind of helps wake me up when I get up and I haven't really had a negative side effect with doing it in the morning. Another technique or option is you can do what's called recycling. You can get into a cold therapy modality and then hop out or take a rest and then do that again. So an example would be like a lake go in, jump into the lake, sit in the lake for five minutes, you get out, then you dry off or you go back in, you know, a couple minutes later, your core temperature is going to keep kind of dropping each time you do that. So if you want to go for a more challenging and a deeper kind of cold therapy, that's a different way to do it. So another thing that I will do in the winter time when it's cold is you can just go outside and sit or go for a walk or do activity and you get similar benefits obviously it's going to take a little bit longer to kind of cool off but you will still get the same perks and benefits so play around with time you can also play around with the temperature and try progressing those modalities or challenges as you get adapted to cold therapy and uh that wraps up kind of this session with our cold therapy and the benefits of cold therapy so our next talking topic is going to be light therapy and the health benefits of light therapy so hopefully you enjoyed this podcast and you got some new and good information and we'll catch you next time